Welcome to What's Eric Eating? Culture Maps Week, we look at all things Houston bars and restaurants. I'm your host, Culture Map food editor Eric Sandler. No guests this week, but that just means a little more time with my co-host. She is the market manager for Liquid Alchemist, which is a line of craft syrups. She has also created the cocktail programs for a number of successful bars and restaurants in Houston. We follow her on Instagram at klindahtx. Linda Salinas, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm living my best life today. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, all is well in the world. Good. All right. Let's dive right into the news of the week. Topic number one, the Hotel Grand Duca announced that it is replacing Ristorante Cavour with Alba Ristorante. This is a, it's have a new design and a new menu created by Chef Maurizio Ferrarese. That's me badly pronouncing Italian. Uh, but Maurizio, we know him from Quattro and Sud Italia. He has a real flair for risotto and seafood. Alba is a town in Italy that is known for its truffles. So we can count on truffles being shaved over just about everything. Linda, I say all that to say to you, what do you think about this concept that will basically be a fine dining Italian restaurant at a hotel that is located right in the heart of Uptown Park? I mean, there seems to be a, I think it's always interesting when there is a, you know, a beloved or, or celebrity chef or, you know, hotel restaurant opens up in Houston. And I don't know, I just, it, it seems like we don't generally flock to hotels just as Houstonians in general, like they might get a little pop in the beginning and so on and so forth. But I mean, in all honesty, because it is uptown, that, tourist wonderful like galleria crowd i think i mean it'll probably do really well there isn't like there isn't really anything fantastic over there right now other than our like our cafe annie our um the turner's you know the turner spot and caracol you know and now you've got joey so i mean i think it might might be just a a welcome thing over there in that that part of town but it just seems like we get really hyped up about you know, celebrity, you know, or like, or like up and coming hotels and just as Houstonians, I don't see us flocking to it. So we'll just see what happens. I mean, who doesn't love a good, um, truffle, uh, right. A good, a good truffle risotto. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I will say, I I will say I have enjoyed Maurizio. Maurizio has been in Houston for a long, long time and did good work at Quattro. He had about, I don't know, a year or two at Sudetalia that was well-received. Um, I, I have never been to Restaurante Cavour and it's been through, you know, a number of chefs over the years. It started with, uh, David Denis and then it, it's, you know, we, it's all been sort of lovingly documented in the, the chronicles of culture map, but I, you know, it just for whatever reason, no one, had, no one in my life had ever said to me, we need to go to Cavour yeah. for dinner tonight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I don't like I don't know kind of who is there, are there Cavour regulars like that live in those fancy apartment towers in Uptown Park that are sort of mourning the loss of Cavour? I have no idea. I am pro Maurizio, Chef Maurizio. And so if this is like a better, you know, if this is a better use of his talents, 
and and more suited to him, then all to the good. Yeah. And and presumably there will be, you know, a time to go and try Albo Ristorante. Um, and, and, you know, you you point out that there's not a lot of sort of fine dining on the west side of 610. But of course, there are upscale restaurants in River Oaks District that this presumably is is competing with. There's Concura Italian Bites that just opened up right there on mid lane. So, you know, there's a lot. And then, and then there's a Il Bracco from Dallas that's coming to the corner of uh, San Felipe and Post Oak. So, you know, all like, you know, obviously different, different price points and maybe different, different uh, areas of specialty, right? Like, you know, Alba Ristorante is not competing with North, right? I, I wouldn't expect Chef Maurizio to make, uh, you know, linguine uh, bolognese or whatever. Like they do at North, but it is it is kind of more of it. Yeah, I mean, I just think that that hotel, hotel fare, hotel cocktails, hotel hotel life is just a little bit different. I think that Houstonians are definitely all about a good staycation, you know, every once in a while and like celebratory weekends and stuff like that. So you know, I mean, I think it's just really about managing expectation. You know what I mean? We'll just see what happens. There is, there is one aspect of this concept that I think will appeal to you. Yeah, I don't know. Let me see. Tell me. They're going to have a champagne bar. Mm, I don't know. We'll see what it is. You can't, you, can't oh, just okay. dro- you can't just drop champagne bar and be like, oh, yeah, it's, gonna, it's like, no. I mean, is it curated well or is it the same big box, big boy? You know, look, champagne is one of my love languages. Speak to me correctly. Don't be coming with this crazy stuff. So, right. Don't don't be trying to sell me Clico at a hundred bucks a bottle, baby. No, <laughs> that's not going to fly. Not today, Satan. <laughs> All right, let us move on to topic number two: the Loop handcrafted churros, a California-based concept, is opening this weekend in Rice Village. Uh, so the the press release says that the Loop was the first one of these concepts that does the the circular shaped churro that they have the toppings and the glazes and the ice cream. Uh, there's red circle in Chinatown. That is a version of this that I have been to a few times and really enjoyed. So I am, this is a pro churro podcast as far as I'm concerned. Pro churro podcast. <laughs> and, and I, and I say that to say to you, right. There's, there's churros at night shift. Uh, yes. There's churros at homestead. Yes. This place is opening. Are, are churros the hot dessert trend of 2021? I mean, it's fried and delicious and it's, you know, from my homeland. Um, hello. Yes. All right. What have you had churros recently? Where, where are you eating churros? Night shift. I mean, by the way, everything in night shift is wonderful and delicious. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk churros. more about that in the, in the restaurants of the week. So, so, go. Okay. Um, so there's that. There's also the ones that Ruben Ortega does at Hugo's. It's just like a staple. Who else does churros? Um, I know that Alex at Nifa's does churros every once in a while. Yes. I don't think they're on there right now, but yes, pro churros. Oh, also the flea market, Sunny's flea market out on 45 have the most delicious freaking churros. I mean, I don't really know how to get there. Don't ask me or just at me, DM me. I know that we'll figure it out. We'll have to do a crawl or something. 
But yes, churros are churros are a thing. Yeah, I will say I think the best churros I've ever had were at Mi Tienda, which is the Latin themed uh, grocery store from the HEB folks, because they have regular churros, which are delicious, but then they have some that are filled with dulce de leche, which is even another level of deliciousness. I mean, I, I like filled ones. Filled ones are fine, but I think the churros are like funnel cake. They're exactly. cool with stuff right. on top. They're cool with like, you know, some couple toppings, but they're really good. Just fresh, hot, delicious, freshly dusted with sugar and cinnamon. I mean, I think that's just like, that's the way to go. You like a classic churro. Muy classic. Muy classic. So the loop then with their matcha glaze and their white chocolate Oreo topping, you're too much. Gilding the lily, as it were. Yes. I, I, well, actually, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'll have to figure that out first. I don't know. I'm, I'm still like, you know how I am. I'm like classic or do it right the first time. And then you can, you can talk to me about this other, other stuff. Right. No, I, I will say there's gratify that just opened up right there. This is, by the way, the loop is replacing cloud 10, which closed a couple of years ago in rice village. That space has sent has had been vacant. Now, now we'll be home to churros, which is always a welcome addition. But uh, I do think, I do kind of like the idea of fancy pants dinner at Gratify, followed by just covering yourself in cinnamon and sugar at the loop for churros afterwards. All right. Party time. All right. Linda, that does it for the news of the week. We'll be right back with our restaurants of the week. Stick around. Linda, for our Restaurants of the Week, I want to talk to you about two places, uh, both of which are new and both of which we have both, uh, well, we went to one together and we've been to one separately a couple of times each. So let's start with Reiki Na. This is Chef Thomas Stacy's new tasting menu concept in City Center. And I, I, I want to kind of have this conversation on like two levels because... There's our experience dining at Reiki Na, and then there's kind of how Reiki Na fits in with some of these other tasty menu restaurants that have popped up over the last year or so. So let's start with the experience of dining at Reiki Na because you were a little bit skeptical as you soon know, as we yeah. sat down at yeah, the table. In. Yeah. So, I'll, so talk about kind of your initial reaction and, and maybe what you thought of it. I mean, I'm... I, I'm not a fan of group or community tables unless I know that I'm going to a community table. So that was like a, a kind of a one-off thing. I think that when you're spending a certain amount of money at a certain, at a certain level and, and service, I want to be, I want to eat on my own terms. And that's just my personal thing. I know that a lot of people, like the people that were at our table, were very happy to have other companions, you know, dining companions. Um, I mean, I know that you were, you know, spotted as the beloved food editor for Culture Map and, you know, got a few high fives and stuff. So I'm sure that was really great. Um, but, you know, as a, as a whole, um, like just as a, as a, we've talked about this before, you know, when you're just but a peasant, 
that eats with Eric Sandler, you know? Um, no, I mean, I just think that it's, it's not for me, you know? And so that's kind of like a one-off thing, but, um, the dining situation was good. It was coursed correctly. The food was great to find, you know, probably, you know, three out of the five, you know, things that came out were really fantastic. The other, the other two were just okay. So I think that if you're going to be going outside the loop for, if you're going outside the loop for a dining experience, you have to be firing on all cylinders, you know? Right. So, so you, you've said, you said a lot of things and we have a little extra time. So let me, let me just back you up because I do want to talk about that community experience and, you know, you're, you're right to make fun of me a little bit, right? We, you know, we sat down and the couple sitting next to you, turns out one of the women listens to this podcast and recognized me, which was very kind of her. Uh, and then the other, Thanks, the, couple Wendy. Sitting, <laughs> the couple sitting next to me, no idea, didn't know what culture map was also completely fine. We hit it off, right? <laughs> we didn't, we didn't know we were going to like them, but it turns out we have similar tastes of restaurants. They had been to a lot of the places that we like to go. They had opinions. They were well, both couples were very well traveled. They had opinions about restaurants all over the country and beyond. So community dining can be awkward, but in this case, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, but, but that's a big gamble, you know? It is a big gamble, especially big at gamble. 150 bucks a head. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and then you talked about the courses. I'm going to say, I I agree with you. I I think there were the three that really stood out for me were the chicken liver mousse with the radish kimchi, the crab cake in like a kind of lettuce uh, cup, lettuce cup situation. And then I like that chasu pork with the cherry bow. That was kind of a, a riff on like a dim sum dish. Yeah. Those, those were, those are really, really great dishes, but I'll be honest with you, it's not anything to do with with the establishment. I just think that if you're going to do a course menu, you got to be coming with the noise. Because all those dishes, I would have loved to have ordered at a at a great bar, good restaurant, you know, and and ordered them all at my own timing, you know. So I just think it's. It's, I think, I, I think it's maybe it's just, it's past me, you know, for me to go and sit down and do a course, a course well, dining, you I, know? I, I think the other thing is, I think, you know, this concept evolved out of dinner parties that Chef Thomas Stacy held for like friends initially, and then strangers, you know, paying customers at his home. And so I think that the, the you know, the meal, the restaurant still maintains some of those things that, that are kind of charming at a dinner party and are maybe less charming when groups of strangers are, are sitting together, right? Like it started with a breathing exercise and then with dessert, he plays piano and sings a little bit. And I mean, I'm not a meditation person. I'm not a yoga person. So, you know, the breathing exercise. And then, and then he said, you know, Imagine the thing that you're most proud of, the accomplishment you're the, the most proud of at the end of this breathing exercise. Linda, I don't, I don't honestly know what that is. Like, I'm, I'm not a parent, so I can't be like, oh, my, my beloved children that I raised and they're, 
now adults, right? I don't, I don't have an obvious answer to that question. And so I just sort of chuckled to myself, like, like, uh, thanks for, thanks for sort of highlighting that, like, I don't, now I'm going to have to like, go home and think about this. Like, what, what am I most proud of? Yeah. I'm like, mm, I'm good. I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to eat some snacks and drink some cocktails, you right, know? <laughs> right. I don't want to, right. I don't want to have like an emotional moment in a room full of strangers. I, we're kind of hopping around a little bit. You know, I don't think any of the courses were bad. No, they um, were not. You liked the, you liked the buttered eggplant maybe a little bit more than I did. Yes. Very good. Um, the only one that kind of missed for me was that yellowtail. I just didn't think, I thought the idea was good. The, the, the pineapple sauce and the, the melt, you know, it's, it's the closest to his work history of having been at Uchi fish and fruit, yellowtail and melon. I wasn't sure the yellowtail was cut all that well. It, it, it just wasn't like the presentation wasn't very impressive. It's like that, that's kind of where I, I, I have struck. I've been, I've been thinking about this meal a lot. And I've been trying to sort of get it the, like, we enjoyed, we legitimately enjoyed the food. We had a great time. We met a very entertaining company and and I enjoyed the experience, but there are things about it that make it difficult to recommend, which is that the, you know, the, the details are still a bit of a work in progress. The plating, you know, it's not as elegant as some of these other places. The techniques aren't as refined as some of these other places. And $150 is a lot of money. You know, you can go to, you can go to Degust for $115. You can, you can do six courses at March for 145. And that's, I mean, in terms of it. And that's firing on all, on all cylinders. Right. That is, that is like the most complete dining experience in the city of this style in terms of you know, service, bespoke food. furniture, service, decor, quality of ingredients. I mean, that's, that's the one other thing is like, you know, it's 150 bucks, which I get it at city center. I'm sure the rent is expensive. I'm sure the, I'm sure he's using great product, but there isn't that, you know, Toro, Wagyu, Uni, you know, those kind of luxury ingredients that are really a staple of these kind of progressions. And so it's just a little bit hard for me to know where the value is, but if we had a good time, you know, does it matter? Yeah. And he only yeah. needs, he only needs 20 people, you know, 20 people a night, four or five nights a week. And then they're going to do some other stuff with the space. They're going to do a, a kind of bar area and they're going to do a patio and they're each going to have separate a la carte menus. So I, I just, you know, maybe it doesn't, I mean, like, maybe it doesn't matter, I guess is, is kind of, it's kind of where I'm at. And, and I, I know I'm all over the place, but, but react to me. What do you, what do you think? Would you, do you feel like the experience justifies the price or would you like to see more from it? And would you, would you go back? Would you recommend it to people? Um, I think if you're looking for a, for a particular type of experience with other people, and know that it's that it's um that it's like a fun a fun upscale dining experience outside of the loop i think it's i think it's i think it's worth it if you have if you have that time that space and you know and 
and you kind of want to gamble a little. And I mean, I'm sure that if you live in that part of town, is there anything else like it? No, but I think that if you're inside the loop and you're, you know, in Montrose and River Oaks, like it's probably not going to, you know what I mean? To, to go all the way out there to have that experience is complete. It's completely different. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I think it's, I think it's all uh, situational for me. Um, I would probably go one more time with a couple of different people to check it out, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's hard. Right. They're going to update the menu, you know, throughout the year. And so this is the opening menu, which means that, you know, certainly there will be lessons learned and time to improve. And, and I will be curious to see how this evolves because I, I do think there's potential there. And again, I think, you know, it's that dinner party vibe. If, if the idea of like, sitting with strangers and maybe meeting some people whose company you legitimately enjoy appeals to you, you might really like this experience. Yeah, absolutely. And if you live in Memorial Spring Branch Energy Corridor, you're right. There's really nothing quite like it. You know, Deguste is like kind of Mexican, Spanish in its orientation. This is, you know, Japanese, French, kind of what you would expect from someone who worked at Uchi. And so, you know, they can coexist separately from each other and be not, not really direct competitors, except in terms of their style. But given the money and having eaten at both of them in the last couple of months, I think I would be more likely to go back to Deguste when the menu changes before I would go back to Reiki now when the menu changes and it just all depends on on how far away the drive is to go home because that that means a lot to Houstonians. So right. if you're on the west side, that's, that's the place to check out. Absolutely. All right. So in addition to Reiki Na, I want to talk to you about Night Shift. This is the new cocktail bar from Justin Ware, who was at Johnny Skullbrick for a long time, and his business partner, Patrick Abalos, who's done consulting and cocktail competitions and, and all of that stuff. Uh, Linda, Mary and I talked about kind of first impressions of Night Shift a few weeks ago, but I've been back a couple of times since then. I know you've been, you've been basically living there for the last Hey, uh, look, calm down. I've only been, (laughs) I've only been like three times. Okay. You know, so everybody calm down just because I've posted a few videos and pictures and stuff doesn't mean like I live there. All right. But you, you are my, my expert on all things cocktails. You, you worked at Anvil. You've done cocktail programs for bars and restaurants. Worked, I, I only worked at Anvil for a little while. So, you know. Well, but you worked um, at Pastry War. You worked at Okra. You've worked at Julep. You, mm-hmm. You've worked at some of the best bars in the city. You know bars. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Night Shift? I love them. I love what they're doing. The food is really good. The design is wonderful. Lighting. It's comfortable. The cocktails range from being, you know, somewhat like eccentric and kind of like um, it's got some good nerdy, nerdy items in the back bar. But as a whole, the menu is inviting. I would take my non-cocktail friends there. Um, You know, the menu is easy to read. These guys have been working on this for a really long time. And I like the fact that the chef spoke about keeping it affordable as far as food is concerned, because there's a respect to the neighborhood. 
he's like, I don't want to make an $18 plate of enchiladas. We're doing it at 12. We have a gas station burrito because sometimes you just want a cheap little burrito, you know, little handheld burrito in a paper bag sometimes, you know, and, and I really, I really enjoy that kind of like highbrow ingredients, you know, and then lowbrow cocktail, you know, like, or just highbrow, no, high, highbrow high, cocktails high. and lowbrow food. That's really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, And so I really enjoy that. No, I agree with you about a lot of it. I think the space is, it's very pretty. It's, it's very understated, right? You're, you're, you're hundred percent right. The lighting is kind of adds to the intimacy of the experience. It's got that kind of clean look without looking shabby or cheap. You know, the, the tables and chairs and the banquettes are very comfortable. The beautiful walnut t- bar top. Right. Right. All of those details. I've tried, I don't know, maybe six or so of the different cocktails, a couple of the draft cocktails, a couple of the house cocktails. Uh, I like that they have three draft cocktails, all of which can be made without alcohol. Yeah. So they, they have the, this, the batched syrup soda combination ready to go. And then like the Paloma, the grapefruit juice, like that can be, that can be non-alcoholic or they can jump whatever tequila mezcal in it you want. And then it's, and then it's a, you know, then it's alcoholic. Yeah. And, and I mean, they have, they have frozen drinks, you know, they're delicious. So yeah, I mean, they're, I, I, I like what those, I like what those dudes are doing. So, um, and I think the neighborhood really needs it. Yeah. Right. There isn't a really refined cocktail bar in that area. Now I say that I haven't been to white rhino yet, which is right down the street. You know, voodoo queen is very much its own thing. You know, it's, it's a little louder. It's a little less refined. It's got those enormous frozen drinks and that, that whole tiki thing going on. Um, this is basically, you know, anvil for the East end. Yes. And, but the, the one thing that really distinguished it is that the food is like legitimately good. Like you could go there and have dinner and you could have those little handheld snacky enchiladas. They have a couple of salads. There's, there are vegetarian options. And those churros are, are absolutely fantastic. They are crispy and sweet and crunchy and delicious. And they come with that really great, like chocolate infused chocolate whipped cream situation. I mean, like I could, I could, I mean, I could do what I did this weekend, which is, you know, we went to the, the pizza pop-up at how to survive and then went to night shift for a nightcap and churros for dessert. And, and I could see myself doing that. You know, I could go to street to kitchen and have delicious Thai food a little farther down Harrisburg. And then, you know, no thanks on the mango sticky rice. I'm going to night shift for churros. And, and that would be a great evening. I mean, you need to give, let, let the people understand that the food is really fantastic and not just the freaking churros, dude, you know, but all right, yeah. whatever. All right, Linda, we are running a little bit long. So I'm going to say that does it for the restaurants of the week. Thank you very much. All right. Talk to you soon. You can follow me on Instagram at Eric Sandler. Keep it locked on culturemap.com for all the latest Houston bar and restaurant news. Thanks so much for listening. I will be back next week with a guest. I promise it's going to be great. Talk to you then.